We are not heroes, nor are we villains. Neither kings nor magicians, but we can tell you their stories. We are the Lore Keepers, and we welcome you to Halloween. Welcome to Halame. You're listening to Lore Keepers, a Lore Junior. Uh, keep going. Keep keep it going. <laughs> Welcome Run to Halame. <laughs> you are listening to Lore Keepers Junior. Junior. A Lore Keepers <laughs> Junior. Welcome to Halame. You're listening to Lore Keepers Junior. A Lore Building Junior podcast. Junior. <laughs> where we talk about aeons of history, heroes and villains, juniors, and the legends they and leave. junior villains. Behind. And the baby legends. I'm Carter. And I'm Frank. Jr. And that's the whole intro, because we got we get half of an intro, because we're we're on the clock, y'all. And we, yeah, we're doing a Lord Keepers Jr. this week. What, what are we talking about this week, Carter? Um, let me quickly... <laughs> I got this. I got this. I got... He's, he's frantically look, searching his desk like we have this written down somewhere no, I or got something. It. Evens odds. You ready? Odds Wait, is tattoos. Oh, which one we're doing first? Okay, sure. It's yeah, tattoos. All right. Shit, all right. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about magical tattoos this, this week. Yep. Before we begin, Frank, do you have any tattoos? I, I have a single tattoo. Yep. It's, it's the teardrop one underneath your eye. I can see. Well, not counting that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from the teardrop tattoo that I have, it's, it's signifying really, uh, you've murdered at least one person. Oh, that's what that's that means. That's what that means. Well, that's not why I got mine. Okay. My, I just like clowns. I see. I really like clowns. Yeah. Carter could tell you it's directly below my left eye. Yep. And uh, is, is it a bear on your bear ass? No, but okay. I do love bears. You do love bears. Wait, as opposed to my clothes ass? Like, <laughs> yeah, I get a tattoo, but hold on. Let me put on my underwear first. I was just really emphasizing got... the bearness because it's a bear yeah. tattoo. No, it's a it's actually a tattoo of uh, the little journey character from the video. Oh, game journey. yeah, I've yeah. never played that game. Yeah, it all it says all sorts of monomythic significance to me. So literally as in the monomyth with yeah, the, the one, Joseph Campbell yeah, and all Campbell, that whole thing. Yeah, I think yeah, I read a book about that. Mr. Campbell. Well, he did write a book about it, so yeah. that would make sense. It's possible. Or did you read a book about the book that he wrote? In secondary literature, we call that. Mm. I didn't know that had a name. Yeah, I do philosophy, so I, everything I read is secondary literature. That's false. Yeah, that's false right there. All right. Uh, I mean, that makes sense though. We uh, all right. We don't. We we can slow. We can slow down now. We got through the intro. Yeah. We yeah, we've had our pace. So who magical tattoos, Frank? Yeah. So I thought it would make for a good mini episode, just in that there is plenty of interesting implications culturally and when we think about tattoos in our own world and then also just where some of the precedents so i feel like it's shown up in which in president woodrow wilson is known for just having tattoos all over his body also pacifist yeah that's that's where he took out the the additional pain was 
So tattoos uh, in fantasy sometimes can be associated with magic. And I've seen some cool modules that people have built uh, over creating a player in fifth edition can put tattoos all over their body with certain, you know, by spending a certain amount of money or whatever they have it in critical role. And there's also, I don't think there's any tattoos in Tolkien. He's a little bit too Catholic. Yeah. Well there. Yeah. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Maybe the, maybe the orcs are tattooed or something. Yeah, maybe it sounds more like a branding or maybe the Southrons. Just right. Oof. The big one the big one that always came up to me was uh in, in Aragon in the inheritance cycle. There's the two tattooed they're like twin elves. And they have Twelve, like a dragon yeah. tattooed across their bodies. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which was kind of I mean, I won't spoil a fifteen year old book, but <laughs> it's just it's, it's, I think it's kind of important to the plot and stuff. Pretty fucking important to the plot. Uh if you remember, do you remember what that's a part of? Uh, is that where he, where he's like Beep. And then he gets beep. Well, so I'll be bleeping those parts out. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the reason being, though, is like just the idea of body modification. Bodification. And in Halome, we already have some references to it. I mean, branding. Humans getting branded. So some yep. of the things I was curious for us to explore, just like some some thoughts were like, yeah, what would be the cultural implications? What are there some people who would view tattoos as almost like a necessary part of becoming um, a magician or there's other like, like cultures who use them as sort of, you know, you've reached a certain point in your life. I know that uh, the libraries specifically use them as identifiers. Yep. So we did do that. Yeah. Your library card. (laughs) Yeah. Behind your, behind your ear or on your neck, usually around here, a lot of different guilds have, signifying markers where if you want to prevent certain peoples from entering areas or at least for it to detect that there are people without those signifiers who pass through then you get uh an enchanted like tattoo around their neck somewhere so that when they pass through it's like an id card and then it prevents them from being getting tattoos from other places like that uh if it's specially enchanted but there's also like i i one of the things i'm curious about is like what do you think humans' relationships to tattoos are? Um, and also branding. I think humans don't like branding. Yeah. It's kind of like a, um, you know, an, a kind of racial memory thing going back where it's like, it's always, it's like, people forget why they don't like it anymore. Hmm. But it's like, it's a cultural thing where it's like, mm, don't brand yourself. I hadn't actually thought about it that way before, but... Because, again, we still haven't done an episode on racial tide pools. But that's totally what a racial tide pool would do, is it would create an unexplained aversion to something like that. Uh, For people who are not familiar with what we're talking about, basically the elves to enslave humanity would brand them with a specific enchantment, like there was crystals in the brand, that would prevent them from being able to speak. Maybe this uh the humans do do branding but it's like a it's like a big deal like like brand outcast or something like this banish people that are banished get like you know a brand on their hand or something yeah like humans believe that like brands are basically cursed or something and Mm. so oh that's cool like this ultimate sign of like you know yeah being cut out from uh culture or like you you have been cut off from your family you've been branded with like an x or something and so then from that day forward, you do not 
uh, it is it is like a very visible physical sign of somebody cursing you. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Tattoos, on the other hand, would be different um, because uh, I think I think it's a case it's by like, case basis with humans and tattoos. Yeah, yeah. For some, it might be there too, like for the aesthetic or whatever. You know, the idea of marking or marring the body probably clashes against some some religious cultures you know there's probably some like maybe if zoon or something yeah but i imagine a person who is a as a patron of me or like is patron of muse would absolutely who's the goddess of creativity would absolutely be all about tattoos you know they they would get their body covered in them as a form of self-expression yeah and i let's talk about the other races because they're just a little bit less mixed than humans and can oh we can stereotype them better (laughs) sure so like, yeah. like dwarves. Like, what do you think dwarves do? Do they have, like, their lineage inscribed on their, like, back? Yeah. I guess tattoos of all kinds, not just magical. Because you could easily throw a cantrip, like a broom-sweeping, prestidigitation-type thing into a, 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 a tattoo, but it makes me think about... Um, Wait, do you mean, like, right? it, you, like in, you give someone a tattoo that enables them to cast prestidigitation? Yeah, basically. Okay, that seems crazy. They gain the ability to cast a spell through being inked. Yeah, I mean, I think it's expensive, time-consuming, and it requires a very high-level enchanter. You know, I, I think it's like... The, it's the, We're not... I don't think we're talking about... Because we're... Yeah. Huh. Because what we're talking about, I think I'm comparing it to when a wizard spell uh, copies over a spell. And, like, we've talked in the past about how there's magical inks that contain tiny, like, uh, like sand grain-sized particles of crystal. And I imagine that a magical tattoo is, like, etching that into the back or the shoulder or wherever it's going. And maybe the enchantment is, is refined so that when that sketch is drawn out, it draws in the, the power of the soul. So maybe there's, like, a certain level. It's, like, the magic's not just coming from nowhere. It needs to be fed by something. So I think it still needs to be, like, you must reach a certain threshold before you're actually powerful enough to, to have that. What if some magical tattoos are, like, fucking scrolls? You mean, like, a giant ass, like, down the back is a small book written? kind of thing yeah it's like it's like literally like a page from a spell book on your fucking back and like you yeah. have and you have like it's like a one use thing you're like that's your invisibility and then it just and then it's just fucking and the tattoo like, does the tattoo burn away uh maybe it like maybe there's different versions maybe there's tattoos that burn away like the crystal itself in like is an incendiary and it like literally burns into your back and leaves these like tiny marks that last for several like days or maybe a couple weeks or you get one where it's like this tattoo's like an, for emergencies only, and the tattoo itself remains, but the uh, the spell burns away. I like that idea, where it's like the tattoo remains, but the spell burns away. And maybe I like it's, there's a slight difference in like color and. Well, I think it could be either. I think it's maybe the the color of the ink, but like especially if you were trying to do that, because I, I think I'm imagining that the crystals themselves either like burn or dissolve or turn to ash or like somehow can cause like a you basically get a permanent rash on your back for a couple of weeks or something a permanent rash for two weeks it's like uh, (laughs) it's like a first degree burn or something across your whole back before your body is able to like get rid of the uh the stuff under your skin 
Yeah, I don't know. That's a cool idea, though. I like having uh, like the idea of emergency tattoos. Like, uh, you know, you know what is it called? The 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 robe of many things or whatever, mm-hmm. where it has like little icons on it. You can like grab a ladder and just pull it off of your robe and throw it into pole. the world. Yeah, a ten foot pole or whatever. It's like if you had uh if you had like a small trebuchet on the side of your arm and just threw that out into the world, and now you've got a trebuchet for all of its practical purposes. You know how it is to have a trebuchet in yeah of course life. superior to catapult mm-hmm. um deus volt <laughs> yes deus volt and all that <laughs> took you a second there <laughs> yeah i mean i think i like that i kind of like both ideas because ultimately we know that the reason why ink is included on uh in the crystalline mixture is literally just because a you need something to carry the form of the crystal as you're drawing it you need a dispersal me- or dispersal method and b like something that adheres the crystal to the page so we've talked before about how it's like the pages of a spell book are like a lot yeah. rougher and kind of almost sandy in texture like a sandpaper and also so that they can hold the crystals in right it also helps to be able to make sure you did it right <laughs> So you can yes, see exactly. The lines. So you can literally visually see. So you could, in theory, if you had some kind of chemical that dissolves into the body, like a saline or something, you could deliver the tattoo without actually like creating a visual a visual mark. But I think that it would require somebody incredibly skilled yeah. and be even more time consuming and way and thus way more expensive because it's like you have to have an enchanter who either has some way of seeing the crystals where they lie or is able to do this like rote. Yeah. Which actually I should tell you. So, cause you know, it's a grab bag a bit, you know, Lorkeepers Jr. is that way. I recently there's, I don't have an official name for this, but we should create a, like an official spell for this and maybe I'll like release it on the Twitter or whatever. But I recently, had a campaign where one of my so some of my players were doing a heist and uh in order to copy a blueprint they used a spell uh to basically they traced over it with just like a wooden uh they they traced over the original blueprints with like a wooden uh, uh dowel and just kind of like did this and then later they used they cast a spell that allowed them to completely exactly perfectly replicate the like the the actions of like the way that their arm moved around so that could be a way for a dispersal to happen would be like that spell yeah and i really also want that spell to exist i think that would be a really cool spell to have like that people could use is to sort of like record an action and then like within 24 hours of recording that action you can do it again perfectly anyways that's a side note all right noted but yeah so basically like they put a pen in her hand instead of like a dowel and then she was able to draw out the map perfectly like just sort of like her arm moving on its own all noodly she didn't just take the keen mind feet uh no no she didn't have it ah this is this is uh yeah this is unkeen she she had she had lived for a couple of decades already and was not able to pick that up (laughs) yeah Anyways, tattoos, though. So, yeah, humans, definitely not a fan of branding, but I do want to draw attention to the fact that, like, there is an association there. And I think maybe that's where, like, tattoos came out of, was, like, they started as branding and then people discovering the value of having the ability to enchant the body. Um, 
figured out ways of making it more artistic. I want to say that maybe gnomes were the ones responsible for this, but it could have also been like it's gnomes. elves. No, gnomes are fucking insane. You think so? Yeah. I mean, they would be the ones to... to no, yeah, like, like, I imagine elves may have invented, like, scrolls and, like, the ink. But then gnomes were like, what if we just, like, stab someone like this? What if it was somebody of gnomish and elvish ancestry? I like the idea that it's, like, the two parents, and it's, like, peanut butter and jelly, where, like, on the one side, there's, like, artistic painting of the body, but it was never a permanent thing. It was maybe more for, like, festivals or something. And it was sort of like a henna thing where, you know, elves would paint their henna? bodies. and it would... Do you know what henna is? Maybe like, it's like a non-permanent tattoo. It's basically like a dye that doesn't involve a needle and it sits it sits on top of the skin, but seeps into it and usually lasts for about two to three weeks. OK, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's actually uh, it's I think there's a lot of Indian. It's not solely Indian, but I know there's a lot of like Indian cultures not as Native in American as yeah, in India, India. Yes. Where I know that like oftentimes like brides before they were married were traditionally would get like henna all over their arms and stuff as like a form of decoration. You should look it up sometime. It's pretty beautiful. Okay. But uh yeah, I just oh, like, you could, like get a henna that... like swastika on your forehead. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep. you could do that. Just for the, you know, the the nationalist festival and then when that's over you can go on with your life. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, you could uh you could do a lot of things, I guess. Yeah, you should cut this ring. No, this is going in there, man. This is staying in there. This, I, I don't know what you're uh, spoiling here. It doesn't seem to be a spoiler, so. All right. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. No, it's fine. So, yeah. Um, maybe it was an elf. Yeah, or. Or. A loam. An loam. That feels how, gross. How about a nelf? A nelf is better. Nelf is nelf. better. G N E L F. A Nelf. Ugh. <laughs> but uh yeah, I like that idea. I think So we talked about this um magical tattoos being able to replicate, like be like a scroll or enable someone to cast mm -hmm. a, like a cantrip. Right. So what else could you think they could do? Like for example, on Critical Role, they're used as uh, either giving someone resistance to a certain kind of damage or increasing ability oh, score. Sure. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Unfortunately, I think we're getting close to our time here for this episode, so we're actually going to have to call it Ooh, soon. Ooh, really? Oof. Yeah. Well, let's so throw out other this, ideas. You, no, no, no. You, make, you do your last one, and I'll do my last one. Okay. So go ahead and give it the time that you want to, you want to give it. Okay, I was going to suggest uh, that there may, there may be other interesting things that magical tattoos could do. For example... Mm -hmm. um, I imagine it's more like, than just a literal spell, like a giving you dark vision or something. Yeah, exactly. Which is a spell, by the way. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm, but I mean like permanently. Yeah, I, I was thinking like, you know, something crazy, like give someone permanent greater invisibility. The invisible. Wow. Man. You finish the tattoo and then they just kind of <laughs> bye. Yeah. See yep. ya. <laughs> They're just invisible now. Yep. That could be really cool. Assassins or, or undercover agents and stuff. Or, on the other side, giving somebody permanent true sight. So they yep. can like literally see into the ethereal plane. I bet that there are oracles or people who work regularly with the beings of Locus, like the, the Gith, who there are agents who for sure in high levels in, in, in organizations have just permanent true sight. I think it's incredibly it hard to get yeah. that kind of thing. It's like systemic. Like, that's the kind of thing that 
would be a part of the system, but but it's like yes, ex- extremely like high level or highly specific operative. You're doing a very specific task. It's like the astropaths of uh, of 40k. Oh, they're blind, right? But uh, that's actually one of the things I was gonna say. Is I think I would like to explore that more. That's always interested me of like people who are permanently modified forever to play a highly specific role it feels like extremely cold and unforgiving in society to 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 have very that. 40k but i'm also so like it's such an engaging idea to me like the idea i've always thought about the um the priest again an in inheritance in, in in aragon who sits on like cushioned throne or whatever and they like worship this mountain by cut, like amputating their own limbs and shit and so he has no arms and no legs and has nose he's like quite literally yeah oh oh and it's way worse than that no nose like disabled like mutilated no ears anything and he's the high priest but it wasn't like he was born that way it was by choice of actively cutting that stuff off and as a result it's like what's that the rest of that guy's day like you know when he's not running that you know like he's just kind of sitting on a cushion and like man you have I, I don't want to say reduced your life because that's ableist, but more like you have narrowed it to a laser sharp identity and you are nothing anymore except for this. And that just interests me. You know, the idea of like, I actively will limit, limit my full, my existing range down to something that is. Yeah. I guess that'll count as my one. Unfortunately, I wanted to bring up the Dwarven tattoos, but well, I think we need to keep going here. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was my one as well. So I think we're done. Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed this exploration in the lands of Sadar and realms beyond. Give us a rating. Tell others about us. If you want to see that thing, tweet us. Uh, thanks to Josh Silker for his composition of Land of Heroes, Lurkeeper's theme. And thanks to you all for listening. Bye. Bye.